tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Um, yeah. I'm just. Are you I, unsure about that? I am kind of unsure. Mark, I gotta say, you know. Yesterday, yesterday was rough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a weird day. But you know how every every day is a routine, right? I mean, right, and yeah. when you do mornings, okay, when you do a morning show, y'all have to know that it's everything in in its place. Like from the keys hanging on the same. It, it's yeah. not like your OCD. It's right. the keys have to be hanging because early in the morning, there's just so minimal thought potential, you know, in anything. And so any little thing that comes about that messes with that, yeah. you know, it can, it can really, really mess your day up. Well, mm-hmm. Mark, I made a mistake with my cat. Oh no. And it was an honest mistake. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, there, he has a certain, you know, type of cat food that he would eat. Right. And it wasn't expensive or anything like that. Okay. Which was nice because we've had that before, you know, where they'll only eat this, you know, mm-hmm. something with, you know, that was touched by the hand, you know, anyway, right. it has to be a specific line. brand of yeah. canned tuna. It has yeah. to be that. Yes. <laughs> and dolphins better be safe. That's right. I'm going to really fuss. All right. We, we don't have that with him. Our cat, put it this way, creative name. He is called the cat the and cat. his nickname is meow. Okay. That, that's fun. So it's because. I didn't want to name the cat because it wasn't going to be our pet. Okay. Right. This was somebody else's. They kind of let it go. And we yeah. took it in thinking they're going to want this. They're going to see, you know, because we don't need another pet. But of course they thought, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Y'all, thank you so much. I really didn't know what to do with him. Well, why did you get him? You know? Anyway. Right. Yeah. So all these years later, mm-hmm. we still have him. And for whatever reason, he thinks I'm his pal. So. In the morning, when I'm doing my Green Acres petting zoo job mm-hmm. to take care of all the animals before I leave, well, he has a certain little thing that he likes. And again, I didn't have his. This is two week through, so I had they didn't have his cat food at the DG down the hill. All right, right. he was yeah. out. Yeah. So I bought something that was in a similar looking bag. Okay, it was a different brand and everything. And I thought, but at least the bag looked similar. Maybe it'll deke him out a little bit. <laughs> well. <laughs> It kind of messed with him a little bit, but he liked it. Okay. He ate uh-huh. it. He was tentative at first, but he did eat it. So what happens? I see the bag of cat, cat food that he eats normally that he likes has little stripes through some pieces to let you know they've got salmon in there, which is really creative because they know way there's salmon in this, yeah. you know, it's the <laughs> dust of salmon maybe, you know, but he, <laughs> I got mechanically separated salmon. That's exactly. What <laughs> and what they do is they scrape it off the mechanical blade <laughs> yes. and that's what they put in here so they can claim it's salmon. It could be a fin, could uh, be an eyeball. That's not right. sure, but anyway. that's right. Yes. So I get that for him and I think I'm going to be his hero. He's going to see this and he's going to look at me with such love in his eyes. I mean, no mm. Mark. Oh, and milk. He likes canned milk. Okay. Oh my, but not he, not name brand. He wants generic canned milk. He will not drink name brand canned milk. It, he just, there's something wrong with it. He's just a cheap. He this is a Dollar General cat, Mark. All right. So he wants the de- so I don't have any canned milk because well it's all gone because of the holidays. You can't even find powdered sugar right now. You know. Yeah, I know. And so anyway, I buy him the food that he used to demand, and I don't have anything. He now he won't eat it. He looks at me like you're, you're teasing, right? You're, we moved on by this day. We're not doing this food anymore. And so I'm sitting here thinking, well, I don't, I don't even know what ba- I don't know what I bought him last time that he liked because hmm. I just bought it because the bag looked the same. Right. So I went to the store last night thinking, 
I got to do something because he's going to go on some kind of fast. There's going to be other cats protesting. They're going to be walking around my house with signs for Christmas. It's going to get ugly, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I forgot. Uh-oh. This morning, I'm not kidding, Mark. Before anything happened, I got, I still got the sleep rocks in my eyes. Yeah. And that dude is standing there at the door and he used to jump up and kind of be funny about uh-huh. letting him in. Yeah. But no. I'm not kidding. He punched the door. Yeah. In now. Yeah. I go get him and he doesn't jump. You know, he usually kind of prances in there and jumps up on the counter and looks at me. It's just this little routine. Uh -uh. He walked in there and he walked kind of slow, like Mike Tyson entering the ring. You know, it's like every other cat has intro music. He just has a tone. Let's see what you've got, buddy. Come on. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, so I pour his cat food for him. I set it down. I even got him a little milk, you know, out of the fridge. So it looked the same. I figured he'd figure out later on it's not the milk he wants. Mm-hmm. Dude looks at me. I'm pouring my coffee in my thermos. I'm ready to get out of the way. Dude looks at me, Mark, never takes his eyes off me. Reaches his little paw out there to his food dish and knocks it on the floor. <laughs> it was like Ruprecht the Monkey Boy with Steve Martin. I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> So, just letting you know, that's how my day started. Go ahead, make it better. I dare you. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. And, you know, Mark, there is a movie that Tom Hanks made. Um, and it was in a period of time where he made a string of movies that were not very successful. Um, but they're decent films. I, I'm, I'm thinking of um, the... the that, Money Pit. Yeah, um, Money Pit, Man with One and, Red Shoe, things right, like that. Right, and, yeah. Yeah, there were the, and then there was a movie called Joe versus the Volcano. Right. And so you have this series of movies from this guy who, when he finally broke through with, you know, he did Splash and then a couple of duds, and then he comes back with Big. And yeah. that, you know, but then he still had some more duds in him before he became what he is now. And this was one of those movies, Joe versus the Volcano. Interesting film, a little mm. weird, but yeah. in it, there's a whole thing about buying a trunk he's going on a big trip last trip okay and he actually is shopping for a trunk and this guy is selling him the trunk and he buys it and so it's a trunk that could survive anything right and yeah, he actually yeah. when when it did have to survive anything he tied these trunks together in the middle of the ocean and used it as a flotation device a raft that saved his life yeah so when i saw this story my first thought was okay is this a prop from that movie that just floated up <laughs> Or, you know, is this a real thing? Officials with the National Monument in Florida said an unusual object washed up on the beach this week. It's a vintage steamer trunk from the 1930s. The uh, Fort uh, Matanzas National Monument said in a Facebook post that the trunk was found washed up on a park beach near St. Augustine late last week. The post said, while nothing of interest was found within this trunk, it itself is a unique piece of history. The post said the trunk was from an aptly named brand called Never Break Trunks. Well, it didn't. Wow. Yeah. The black trunk dates from the 1930s and was manufactured by L. Goldsmith and Son of Newark, New Jersey. Um, it's unclear how mm. the trunk came to be in the water or how long it's it was been in the ocean before it washed up on okay. the beach. Now, children, I'm going to show you something right here that you need to pay attention because I don't think kids go to school and learn this anymore. We learned it in marketing in college. Okay? What is it, Uncle Dave? You don't tell people there was nothing inside of interest, okay? You've got this mystery trunk. 
it lands on the beach. Now, if you want, this story's going to be dead now. It's, mm-hmm. it's already yeah. gone. You know, yep. to, after the weekend, you won't hear. But if they had been able to say, we couldn't get it open, <laughs> we're not sure what's in there, you know, it could be. And you lay it, it could be Nazi stuff mm-hmm. from the World War II era. It could, you know, you start naming things that it could be. Right. And all of a sudden, the mystery trunk. Well, why don't you just break it? We can't break it because... You know, yeah. it's a it's somebody's private property, and to yeah. break into it would be thieving. We don't know. We're having to trace the owner back. Do you know who owns? You know, they this could be a they could string this out for months, man. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, no, and they could even have a game for a dollar. We'll let you guess what you think's in the trunk, right? And then just you know, then have a big TV thing and open it up on the Today Show or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, they've already <laughs> yeah, we opened. There's nothing in it, yeah. So there's no mystery. You know what this? We don't even know if it's been out. We don't know if this was like with the Titanic. Well, we know it's not with the Titanic because it didn't come out until the 30s. But you know, yeah. it could have been so many other things. What this proves to me, because I had the same thought when I first read the story, I thought, well, why would you say there's? Why would you tell anybody? Mm-hmm. Just leave the mystery there. At yeah. least, at least, don't mm-hmm. you know? Just leave it there, yeah. so people will dig in a little further and learn more about the Fort Matanzas National Monument yeah. and things like that. Right. You know, at least do mm-hmm. that. It just proves to me that this particular this particular national monument is run by those people. It, it's actually run by people from all the meetings you've ever been in who raise their hand in the last minute and say, yeah, I have another question. You know? <laughs> <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Matt Show. The team is and, back. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right all right <laughs> i don't even know where we are um i will tell you it's one thing that's all i know <laughs> yeah when i i was looking over you know i i speed read these uh headlines a lot of the time and i thought this was like a repeat of that uh whatever company that's not campbell's that's making uh yeah. you know the dinner in a, a can thing mm-hmm. um i think it was heinz or it wasn't heinz the ketchup company that was I doing think, that i and, yeah somebody you were like their well, beans, yeah yeah, you're like they're big in Britain, man. Yeah, like, they are. Well, you know, if it, in here it is in in the United States, if it's not Campbell's soup, yeah, it's an off brand. You know, right. you may as well buy generic. So yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, I digress. Right. Florida women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Florida woman, Amanda Ramirez, is suing Kraft Heinz Foods Company after mm-hmm. her cup of microwavable macaroni and cheese took longer than three point five minutes to be fully ready for consumption. In a class action lawsuit filed on November 18th in the U.S. District Court in Miami, Ramirez accuses Kraft Heinz of false advertising because her 2.39-ounce cup of Velveeta shells and cheese wasn't ready in three and a half minutes as its packaging claimed it would be. The crux of the complaint is that customers are falsely led to believe the product will be ready for consumption in 3.5 minutes after the package is opened. Preparation, however, requires removing the lid, adding water, and stirring in the cheese pouch on top of the 3.5-minute cook time. The lawsuit states, quote, Consumers seeing ready in three and a half minutes will believe it represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the product, meaning from the moment it is unopened to the moment it is ready for consumption. The lawsuit goes on to claim Kraft Heinz sold more of the product at higher prices than it would have in the absence of this misconduct, resulting in additional profits at the expense of consumers. As a result of the false and misleading representations, the product is sold at a premium price, approximately no less than $10.99 for eight 
2.39-ounce cups, excluding tax and sales, higher than similar products represented in a non-misleading way, and higher than it would be sold for, absent the misleading representations and omissions. You know, Mark, this is why people hate lawyers, because it's not just the person that did this. They found a lawyer to fight. Well, unless she's a lawyer, she probably is a lawyer, actually. Oh my but, all right, let me ask you this and hope you get me on, on the jury here. Yeah. But I always, when I see them say this will be ready, you know, like, man, which five minutes dinner's ready kind right, of thing. Yeah. I always assume, yeah, it's after everything's prepped. It's like the heating time on this. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. I took it for and three it, and a half minutes. Honest and, te- and a normal person would think so. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. So there we go. Now, how many other people? Well, but you know what? In this world where if you cough the wrong way, you'll be accused of mm. racism or, you right. know, or me too or whatever. This They're probably going to win, you know. They're going to yeah, play exact yeah. words. Yes. We need to break out yeah. the Brady Bunch episode of Greg yeah. and, you know, exact. But, Dad, that's not what you said. Your exact words were, don't mm-hmm. drive our car. Right. I drove Bill's car. Well, they, that's, that's, the and that's the sad situation. And getting into the land of reality here, that is the sad situation in our country today, is that so many of our courts, the, the judges in our courts, were placed there by politicians for political purposes, <laughs> yeah. and and they're mm. they're left leaning, and they will side with somebody who's whining about the size of the or the you know this it took it takes more than three and a half minutes to prepare this. Mm. Oh, that's you know, that's fair. We'll go in your favor, and you'll win bazillions of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. when we're talking about let's see, I did the math. You get right. eight two point three nine ounce cups for ten ninety nine. They're a dollar right. thirty seven a cup. A do- <laughs> you're suing for a dollar thirty-seven cup of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> wow! How sad is your life? Well, I'm sitting here looking up how to get involved in it. I've eaten. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mag show and mark uh, has done something really cool um yesterday we were talking we did a lot of christmas stuff yesterday and uh you were talking about the book of luke right um in the, as a bible reading in december and tell everybody what you've done mark well a couple of years ago i saw this thing on facebook um where somebody said here's something great to do as a family uh a family exercise, something you can make a new family tradition. And that is reading through the book of Luke beginning December 1st. And it has, I think it's 24 chapters. So it wraps up on Christmas Eve. And so you get the entire book of Luke and you get the Christmas story as part of that. But then you, your whole family learns about the life of Jesus during the Christmas holidays. And I thought, you know, that's a cool idea. I like that idea, you know, to do that. And so many people listen to, to podcasts and, and such. Now, why don't, why don't I record this and just make it a podcast? So that's what it is. And back then I was doing a, uh, a daily podcast called the, uh, the daily perspective. It was a political thing. And I called it the Christmas perspective. And I've had it sitting, sitting there ever since then. And a bunch of people subscribed to it and, and listened to it. And I thought, why not just why not pull that over here and make it part of liferadio.fm? So I did. So now when you subscribe to the Mark and Mac show podcast, you're going to get the Christmas perspective every day from now until Christmas. So subscribe to the podcast. You not only get the show, you get a chapter from the book of Luke every day from now through Christmas. Love it. And so 
whether you want to do it, you know, as a family of listening and, yeah. and reading along, you know, or something you could do on your way to work or whatever. This is a really, really great way to not, you know, every year we say, remember the reason for the season and all mm -hmm. that. And I think Christians for the most part do, you know, I, I think we don't, we do tend to get caught up with things, you know, and stress. But I do think that, especially with prices being so high this year, where everything yeah. that people are really focused on the cost of things, I do think that will bring back some, hey, man, do I really need to go overboard when this is the real reason, you know? Right. And with what Mark's done with that book of Luke could be that new tradition or whatever. And I, I think it's awesome. I'm glad you did it. I know it was time consuming, but I'm just thankful that you took the time to put it together. And uh, way to go, Mark. Well, it's it's um it's an it's a daily investment of I don't know five to nine minutes, <laughs> mm, right? <laughs> you know that's it. It because the chapters can be as short as about four and a half to five minutes, and some just a little more than nine. So each day you get a chapter, and it's uh I I I you know I listen to it. I recorded it and I listen to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's not just to go. Oh, I messed that up. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> So make it a part of your day. Check it out for yourself today. Go over to liferadio.fm and click on the podcast link to get subscribed, and you'll get a chapter from the book of Luke every day from now through Christmas. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show as we head into the weekend. I mean, it's been, we've had the rain. We've had just this week alone, we've had temperatures in the 70s. Yep. Um, it was right around 71. Give it that. Yep. Uh, we've had storms. Uh, thankfully, God promised he wouldn't flood the earth again because I was thinking that was possible the other day. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've also had, you know, very calm, uh, limited humidity days, and we've had temperatures below freezing mm -hmm. all in the space of one week. So and in one I'm day, looking at in it. In one day, we had temperatures drop from comfortable to, oh, my gosh, what happened? Yeah. You know? In a matter of hours. Yeah. It was like in two hours. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything's great. Hey, man, this is a lot warmer than I thought. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm not, I actually had gone to the store and I went, wow, it's really warm. Got home and like, hey, I need to run back. I forgot something in that space of time. <laughs> yeah. And I went out wearing the exact same clothes I'd had on earlier. It's only like an hour and a half later. And, yep. oh, that was, that was a crazy day. It that was. was crazy. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah. Mark, a man tired of stairs decides to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And you know how you, you've got to get a building permit if you're going to do anything major, you know, yeah. somebody's got to come inspect and things like that. Right. Laws in different countries are different, but I mean, wherever there's government, there's meddling. <laughs> well, there's a guy in China. He got tired of huffing up and down the stairs of his six-story apartment. He decided he'd install a shortcut. He put in a private elevator that only stops at his floor. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> Where's it go? My place. Um, authorities said no paperwork or plans had been submitted for the elevator, which was considered an illegal structure. Well, yeah, if he put it in himself. Yeah. <laughs> of course, it's an illegal structure. I think it's funny, man. I, I mean, love it. I Prob do, yeah, I'm, I'm, It's probably powered by a goat, you know? Yeah, it's, I'm just thinking this guy was kind of short-sighted, but, it, you know, because I was thinking, well, he should have got other people to contribute money. They could have had to stop on their floors. Nobody oh, yeah. would have complained then. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, dude wanted to, fa he it's my private elevator. This, you know, private elevator could mean it's got ropes to pull yourself up, you know, uh, could a, be like that. And, and a goat. Yes. 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know what? If you want canned monkey meat, <laughs> an elevator all to yourself in China, or a frivolous lawsuit, we are your show. Yep. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Now, where else? I see there? a sign. Mm-hmm. The sign up ahead, I only see three words. Guinness World Record. What is that? It's a major award. Shucks, I wouldn't know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. A melon-slapping Spanish athlete. That's a sentence you never, ever thought you'd hear on this show. Bro, again. <laughs> a melon-slapping Spanish athlete. <laughs> Melons. I know. Uh, I did not know melon-slapping was a, a requirement for athletes. Well, you know, it but, has to be a Guinness World Record if it's melon-slapping. Uh, <laughs> he, wow. he broke a, world, a Guinness World Record when he used his open hand to smash 39 watermelons in one minute. Guinness World Record said Roberto Rodriguez took on the record for the most watermelons smashed with an open hand in one minute on the set of Italy-based TV special Lo Show de Record. I'm just imagining that's how that's pronounced. Um, Rodriguez used his open hand to smash watermelons held by a series of volunteers on the special. The final count was 39 melons smashed, enough to earn Rodriguez the title. Once again, proving that anything and everything can be a Guinness World Record. (laughs) Just wanted to be able to have something on the show about melon slapping, you know? (laughs) They will make things up for you. If they don't have a category, they'll make one for you. Uh, What are you going to do? I don't know. How about slapping watermelons? I like it. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark posted uh the on our podcast related materials about reading the book of luke you know mm-hmm. for the christmas thing as a daily bible reading i don't know we'll have to find a better way to phrase this so we can just say it here's what you know yeah. but when when we were talking about it off the air mark was like you know didn't i could have put it up there before i had it all done you know yeah, i just yeah. waited and all i could think of is <laughs> how many other things do we do okay yes. think about it we have an entire year, you know, mm-hmm. after when, just, you take off the last week of the year. So just starting in January, on January 2nd, from that point till next December, we have plenty of time to plan Christmas things Yes, and could get them done. And that way, maybe in October saying, Hey, just in time for Christmas, check this out. Right. You know, we're coming yeah. soon. Yeah. A little promotion ahead of time, mm-hmm. but we don't, <laughs> we wait. And it's like, all of a sudden, wait a minute, it's Christmas. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm surprised. So it's like, that's just, we're not alone, Mark. I know. It's like comedian Brian Regan talking about having the project for the science fair, you know, and he wakes up the morning of the science fair. Oh, no. <laughs> he hasn't done anything yet. That's right. a lot like it, you know. I woke up the other day and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that thing I thought well, about doing a couple of months ago and getting it all set up. I never right. got now, that here's done. The, but Mark, here's my point that you're not the only one. We yeah, all do it. I know. But here we go. One of the biggest failures in our government is the United States Postal Service. Oh. This might explain why. Because today in our prep, the United States Postal Service seeks volunteer Santas mm-hmm. to answer letters from kids. And again, it didn't just happen, gang. They didn't just announce it the day before yesterday. Right, yeah. You know, the Santa and Christmas and all that. We all knew. We've known for some time. Mm-hmm. So why do they wait until, you know, we're already here 
to announce, oh, we need this. Yeah. You and, need it. You know. And it's an, it's an annual thing. They do it every year. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and yes. now they're now it's yes. the first of December. Now, now they're announcing mm-hmm. this, right? You would, you think some of those guys that were men and women, like guys being the plural, but some of the men and women of the USPS, they actually do go shopping like the rest of us, I think. Mm-hmm. And if they go in, you know, you go shopping in August, you see Christmas stuff. Yeah. That might have been a little reminder. Hey, we need to get our Santa stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, they're looking for volunteer Santas to answer letters from kids as part of their uh, annual Operation Santa. The USPS said volunteers will be asked to browse through letters to Santa and adopt the ones they love. The volunteers will then reply to the letters in character as Santa Claus. Prospective Santas are being asked to register to create an Operation Santa account so their identities can be verified for participation. The uh, letter response program is open through December 19th. Wow, that's cutting it kind of close, isn't it? I know. I mean, if you I'm mail like, something on December 19th, do you think it's going to get there before Christmas? No. 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 And they're running this program. They're going to be hiring people. They're, they're going to hire somebody on the 20th. And it's like, uh-huh. so I'm going to answer letters that they're not going to get right. until next year. Yeah. Okay. Now, Thanks. now we know why the U S postal service is billions of dollars in the red every year. Life radio.fm the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, we poke fun at everything. Yeah. And yet it's usually because we understand it, you know, <laughs> it, back in the day when people used to get on us about course jesting and love yeah. preaching and quoting the Bible at us all the time, it was like, really, you know, so this never happened to you. Oh yeah, it's happened to me, but you shouldn't, you know, <laughs> really? Right, yeah. So yeah. anyway, when, um, I'm not a big yard decorator, you know that, right. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I appreciate that other people do it. Um, it's just that, you know, some people are really creative and talented and making things look oh, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm not that person. So if I was to decorate the yard, it would look like Clark Griswold threw up in my yard. That'd be about it, you know? And so I know this, yes. so, you know, rather than mess things up and get uh, embarrassed, yeah. I don't do it. But what this is also one of the things I think about is there are all kinds of critters that we live around. You know, mm-hmm, you yeah. hear them, you see them. We live near woods and stuff. So, there are other things they might see something in the yard and decide, hey, looks like a potential new friend in Dave's yard. Let's go check it out. Right. Well, that happened. Exactly what happened. And so what a guy went through in California, his home security camera captured footage of an apparently confused bear that attempted to make a meal out of an inflatable, an inflatable Rudolph holiday <laughs> decoration. <laughs> Dave Lester of Zephyr Cove in the South Lake Tahoe area. That's a beautiful part of the country, by the way. He said in a Facebook post that he woke Saturday morning to find the inflatable Rudolph he had put out for Christmas had been shredded by an early morning visitor. He wrote, sad news, woke up this morning to Rudolph laying on the ground unresponsive. No amount of CPR or duct tape could revive him. (laughs) lester shared security camera footage showing the decoration being mauled by a bear that visited his yard about 5 a.m he said the animal showed no interest in any of his other decorations the homeowner said a group of bears are known to frequent the area and are usually spotted about once a week quote they have a little route they use where they walk right in front of the houses Um, He says the bears occasionally showed interest in the inflatable Rudolph last year, but never damaged it before. (laughs) He says there were a couple of stare downs last year, but for some reason he just figured he was going to make a meal out of Rudolph. 
Well, that's because they went back to the den last year. You know, they they were like, ah, man, I'm I'm kind of full. I got to sleep it off. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah. And got it this year and went, <laughs> yeah, he's mine. You know, the brothers are like drawing a line in the middle of the little hole, going, uh, yeah, hey, right. man, yeah. I'm bringing him back right here. Do not touch. <laughs> yeah. Mark and Mac mornings only on Life Radio FM. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark i just saw something um pop up and it was it's one of these little reminders uh, this date in history thing yes and it says this this week in 1995 the fcc suspends the need for a third class license wow now for those of you outside the radio loop um back in the day you used to have to have a radio license to actually be on the air in a radio station by yourself. Right. Uh, you didn't need it if there was an engineer in the studio, in in, mm. in the building. Yeah. But you did have to have it to be there by yourself. So ev- everybody, I, I don't know anybody from our generation that didn't have one. Right. Because if they didn't have it, they weren't, you know, they yeah. weren't real. Yeah. That's what separated us from everybody else. And it wasn't exactly, you know, brainiac stuff to have right. to, to have to know to pass it but you did have to go to an fcc office and pass a test right yeah and they were regional they yeah. weren't in every town right so you i had, got busted getting mine really yeah not not by the cops by my family oh yeah <laughs> yeah well long story here you had to go i think you had to go to atlanta but really yeah i think so. not it's convenient been, think no, about it's that not, no and it's been a long time ago for me a yeah. long time ago but, but yeah i remember doing it and i and of course i understand why with automation and everything yeah. more and more because there was there was a time and, and it made perfect sense okay you may be thinking oh a license why would you have to do that to sit and play music and and talk and well because it was a lot more than that you had to take right. meter readings you had to you had to know what the transmitter was doing if it was behaving or not mm-hmm. you had you know you had to know these things and the reason but the reason you had to know that was so you didn't impact another radio exactly, station exactly yes so you weren't interfering with things. their broadcast yeah and you had to know about the emergency back then the emergency broadcast system right different than the emergency alert system by the way and right. it's a substantial difference and by the way if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty the emergency broadcast system became the emergency alert system yeah. after palm sunday tornado 1994 mm. in alabama that's the reason it changed i was involved in that so bottom line is when I saw this, I thought, you know what? We have a lot of friends that are radio people. This is kind of cute. The yeah. third class license, though, it was like taking a driver's test, okay? Yeah, yeah, really About the same thing. Yeah. But, you know, when I went to take mine the first time, Mark, I say the first time because I failed, I went in and actually um, I got confused between the first class and third class, oh, and they no. asked me which one I was taking. Oh, no. And I said first, oh. which is for engineers. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Bad decision. Bad oh, day. That, that, that's some serious heavy-duty stuff. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, but back then you had a, a certificate and that certificate had to be posted in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept them either in a notebook or put them on the wall and yep. it was the thing. And you're you right. Know, yeah. When they got rid of that, I thought, how sad, you know? Yeah. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And when, you know, a minute ago we were talking about, I know it wasn't like the most exciting radio break of all time. And we kind of <laughs> did it for those of us who are in the industry. We have a lot of friends that listen to the show at different times, podcasts right, yeah. and what have you. And we just, we love you guys. And every now and again, we do pop in with something that really is kind of in this box of radio stuff. And you know, that's where that came from. But 
but in in the spirit of that, you came up with something else. Mm-hmm. Saturday, December third, uh, tomorrow will mark the thirtieth anniversary of the first text message being sent. Twenty two year old twenty uh, two year old test engineer for a company called SEMA Group named Neil Papworth sent the first text to a mobile phone on December third of nineteen ninety two. From his wow. personal computer to the Vodafone network to the phone of someone named Richard Jarvis. And the text message read, Merry Christmas. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, you know. And I'm I'm thinking about, okay, he sent it from his computer mm-hmm. to a cell phone, which right. I still can't figure out how to do. And that was 30 years ago when he was making <laughs> it up as he went. So, wow. Yeah. Well, if you're a Mac user, that's pretty simple today. To was the dude able to reply? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I just I remember what it was like sending text messages back in <clears throat> the day. Yeah, uh, where you hit you had to hit each letter three times. You hit hit the numbers to pull up, you know, and <laughs> because you know, like it was A B C D E F on the numbers, right? Right. And you had yeah. to, you had to tap 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 to get to the to the letter you wanted, and it's like God, this is a really ridiculous process. This is just right. This is like having to learn some sort of code, and then you see a teenage <laughs> girl do it, and she's talking to you, chewing gum, and doing that with her thumb, <laughs> not paying attention. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the market mac show and hey man with it being a friday and we've got shopping going on because christmas is a couple of weeks away why not put all of our favorite little things that irritate us in one bit so we're going to champion the cause of litter you know we're going to give you a a number one (laughs) and and we're going to find a way to refer to somebody that he's not a fisherman He's an angler. That's okay? it. That's it. Now, this angler could go. If this angler could go hiking in a Bruin-filled area to yes. get to, you know, the aquatic arena. Mm-hmm. All right. To, in, order, in order to feed his felines back home. That, that's what it was. <laughs> I couldn't think right. of feline and canine. The thing is, though, he didn't catch fish. He caught uh, a bottle. Trash, Gregory, trash, trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> Gregory De of Alexandria <laughs> said he was fishing near Maryland's Solomon's Island and having very little luck Thanksgiving Day. He says, I was on my way back to the launch site after a pretty unlucky day of fishing. I broke one of my favorite rods while I was reeling in a big rockfish and lost the fish. He said, <laughs> they put it this way, the angler said... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) He said he was almost back at the launch site when he found a glass bottle bobbing in the water. Quote, I saw this big bottle floating just off the dock of Bunky's charter boat rental. So I went over to it. (laughs) Isn't that a great name? I went over to it, uh, over to get it out of the water so I could throw it away when I got back to the shore. Well, the bottle turned out to contain an obituary and several small rolled up notes. The obituary was for Maryland woman. Emma Jean Ennis, who died at the age of 82 in January of 2021. The Alessio, who posted photos of the bottle to Reddit, said he called a phone number on the obituary and was uh, marked as being for, you know, that was marked as being for anyone who found the bottle. 
He says that person responded. Uh, the person that responded was very grateful, told me I made their Thanksgiving, which made me pretty happy about having a bad fishing day. He said he returned <laughs> the bottle of the water in accordance with the family's wishes. Wow. So they threw out their trash and made somebody do something with it. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And no, you can't clean up, throw that trash back in the water again. <laughs> I'm just thinking, really? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I get the message in the bottle thing. Yeah. It's cute and all that. Yeah, I do. I do. But again, going back to the angler. Okay. Mar- <laughs> Here's a little pet peeve that has cropped up for us in the last couple of months. Now, from a radio perspective, my guy, mine was always the, doing the weather forecast yes. and saying degrees. that it is 68 degrees outside, you know, <laughs> yes. really, well, well, you're talking about the weather. It's six right. right now. It's 68. You know right. what that means? You're, you know, yes. you don't have but to it's say like it's 68 lawsuit. degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> and so the lawsuit now will be a class action suit against radio people that say something like that because it's really not 68. Some, you know, because <laughs> I was cooking my macaroni and cheese <laughs> in the microwave. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but instead of calling him a fisherman, he's an angler. Instead right. of a bear, it's a Bruin. Yeah. Instead of a cat, it's a feline. I mean, we get all these wonderful things just to show mm-hmm. that we are creative, you know, and, yeah. and we're wordsmiths, I guess. The line in the line in the story says the angler mm-hmm. said he was almost back at the launch site. They could have just said, uh, Greg said he was almost back at the launch site they could have right. said that they could have used his name. That would have been, yeah. you know, if, if you were mm-hmm. and I were sitting here talking to each other, we probably would have yeah. said, oh yeah, he said he was almost back at the launch site. We wouldn't have yeah. said his name even because you knew no, Greg was picking up trash. You're yeah. Right. We Dude knew what we trash. were talking about, you know, every, there you go. that's it. But no, the angler wow. said he was almost back at the launch site. He now, was a he was a feline just, angler, angler of equine <laughs> persuasion. There you <laughs> go. Belong to a we club called to, the Bruins. <laughs> we're going to give you a, a test on Monday, so go ahead and prep. Wow. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show, and I got to tell you something funny, Mark. And this the title reminded me of this. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. here's your title: Doctors discover 187 coins in man's stomach. Ooh. All right. There was a, um, we had this little thing on our TV at, at the house where, um, uh, you know, it's a smart TV. So you have different channels you have to download or whatever. Right. Well, with Braylon, Braylon is seven and he has been watching, um, over the years, a bunch of different shows on YouTube. Hmm. Um, now when they were the children's shows and we were able to keep up with them and you know, those were entertaining and oftentimes educational and, and, and fun, but there are more of crazy YouTube videos. You know, they're, they're not teaching anything other than how I can break this TV and give away $10,000, you know, and right, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And be destructive. And they are. And, and so we saw him doing some of that. So we stopped, we just took YouTube off the TV and mm. you know, nope, we don't have it anymore. Right. And that's helped. Okay. Yeah. But there are certain shows I watch on YouTube, <laughs> you know, that are old. And so I'll put it back on there, you know, and, yeah. and watch, you know, I like watching mysteries and scandals and the E true Hollywood story. And yeah. you can find them, you know, on, yeah, on, yeah. anyway, bottom line, I'm watching this show yesterday or last evening and it was a, um, a cop's show and I've seen it before. And it's just one of these crazy things where you got this dude It's in Florida, right? You had, there was a man, mm. not any ordinary man, but a man, you but, know, this woman, they see Florida, a strange a Florida guy. man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's a, but he's not from Florida. He was just there. Okay. But anyway, now this guy is, uh, 
they, they call a woman calls police because they saw somebody who was not normal in their neighborhood that he, he just looked like he was, he was suspicious. You know, you've got a guy walking around your neighborhood with a backpack and he seems to be looking in people's houses and he doesn't live here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the cops come out and say, Hey man, what you doing? And he's not making any sense. Okay. He's telling his story and it's like, he's talking about, he came to town. He's not from here, came to town to meet his girlfriend, uh, to go to his girlfriend's house rather. And as they're talking, it's like, wait a minute, what's your girlfriend's name? You don't really know mm. her last name. Ruh-roh. You don't know where she lives, but you've come from <laughs> Wyoming to visit her. This is Florida, you know. <laughs> and while they're talking to him, he, guys, he's being rude. He's not. Thing is, they get his backpack because they're going to check it for knives and guns, right? Right, yeah. And they, he's, they, they ask him, is there anything in, in the backpack? And he says, well, I've got a big jar of coins that my grandmother left me, and I've been carrying it around. Ah, <laughs> really? Yeah, because as you do, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it's like, well, how much? Uh, you know, since your grandmother gave it to you when she passed away, you obviously know how much is in there. You've been carrying it around for over a year. How much do you have in coins? And yeah, about $400. All right, so immediately, right? You know, this is this is bad. You yeah, know this yeah. guy's just lying. Uh, anyway, so they he's been robbing in this neighborhood, and he's, you know, he's got... Stuff that he has stolen from people's houses. People who were kind enough to let him come in and use the bathroom, right? Wow. Um, and one of them was, like, you know how people used to use those lighters to light, you know, cigars or whatever? And mm-hmm. they would, um, they were refillable, right? Yes. The old Zippo yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> some people pass those down, like a grandma, grandpa passing it down to a grandson. And you put it up on the shelf, in, you know, of your fireplace right. or whatever. Yeah. And, and that was Papa's lighter back in the day. Yeah. He stole something like that. All right. Okay. And it's in his bag. And the guy making the complaint saying, Hey, I had this big jar of coins and now it was full <laughs> to the rim. Now it's half empty, you know, and they're showing this on cops oh, and man. they got this. Yeah. And anyway, they're like, well, you know, dude, here's what you could do. You can tell us the truth or we're going to dust it for fingerprints. And if wow. you make us do all this other work, dusting for fingerprints and everything else to prove that you stole this. You realize we're going to charge you with everything there is, and there are a lot, <laughs> yeah. you know. Or you can just tell us what you did, and we'll get you two charges. So it's two versus a thousand. What right. you want to do? Yeah, you know. So of course, it's the paperwork version of tripping over the sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, he still won't admit it, right? Right. So anyway, they they put him out. They have him stand outside in the driveway while they bring some of these there's like three people who had this dude come in and steal from him and they put him in a cop car and drive by is that the man is that the man and they're all like yeah that's him mm-hmm. so but the thing is, is what he was telling to him i guess it made sense but i'm like how many people on have somebody now they refer to as their boyfriend or their girlfriend mm. they've never actually met in wow. person they only have an online relationship yikes and mark it's a lot Mm. it's all there are a lot of people who refer to somebody yeah yeah so that was Mm. thing is now here's the bottom line i'm watching that right it caught my attention well braylon and hannah and they all came over for dinner last night i forgot i had youtube on the tv oh no oh yeah so (laughs) good old braylon roll Uh, papa under the bus oh no I didn't do that. Papa did it. <laughs> and he's right. Technically, he was right. I'm the one that put it on YouTube. Now, oh, I didn't man. put it on, you know, Mr. Yeah, Extraneous throwing crap right. off of yeah. a, you know, balcony. Yeah. I but saw guys throw thing, throwing things off of a bridge. 
the other, not yeah. a bridge, but uh, off of a uh, a dam the other day. Yeah, hundreds of feet. They had anvils they were throwing. Yeah, through cars. It was crazy, <laughs> just crazy. And the other day when the power was off, we, we had power yeah. outages and and my internet service was out at at my house. And I'm sitting there looking through the menus uh-huh. in a smart TV, and I ran across a channel that I mm-hmm. I now I remember we had a story about this channel last year, right? But then I okay. saw it come up. What is it? It's the Elvis Network. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. wait, there's a channel with nothing but Elvis? Call my friends. I'll wow. be here today. <laughs> LiveRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and I mentioned this, okay, and never got to it. So now we're going to get to it. Right. Doctors discover (laughs) coins in a man's stomach. Yeah. uh, They've removed 187 coins from a man's stomach after he attended a hospital with stomach pain. The man (laughs) from Lingsagur, India, swallowed dozens of coins of various denominations before being brought to the uh, hospital by his family Saturday. Doctors were shocked to find he'd swallowed over 1.5 kilos of the coins over two to three months, leaving him heavily bloated and vomiting. Pictures show the hall scattered across a table at Hangal Sri uh, at the hospital in Bank Elkot City uh, after being removed in a two-hour surgery. Other images show the coins neatly stored away in a line inside the man's stomach, captured by perplexed <laughs> doctors during an end, during an endoscopy. End, endoscopy, that's the one. Um, a doctor says he was suffering from a psychiatric problem. He'd been swallowing these coins for the last two to three months. Now there, there's this TV show on one of the networks, you know, mm-hmm. um, about people who eat crazy stuff. Yeah. The only reason I know what this is called is because of that show. It's called right. Pika. Yeah. P I C A. Yeah. It's the name given to people who eat things that are not food. Right. Yeah. But and it coin was eating is pretty regular thing. Hmm. But it was India, so my first reaction right. was, you know. It's a, it's a major award. Shucks, <laughs> I want to know, Dad. It looks like a lamb. I thought Guinness had something to do with it. Is it? I wonder, because, <laughs> no. you know, if you, Guinness Book of World Records makes you a star in India. It really does. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and. You know, Mark, we oftentimes this at this part of the year where we have you know Christmas coming up, we mm. do think about gifts um, for the family. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that as a dad, I never thought about getting gifts. I thought about you know the plan of who needs you know who's getting what. Right. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest, man. When Ladonna and I over the years working these things out, it's like yeah, you know, I try to get her something, but you know, it's like. Basically, when was the last time she went to the Dixie Mart, and what have they added since then? That's what she's getting, you know? It's a surprise, honey. <laughs> and it's, it's not out of being mean or taking right. it for granted. It's yeah. just, well, you know. But And so to see a thing that says longer relationships mean less expensive gifts, hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, because the longer your relationship, the more your money's mingled. And it's like, yeah. you know, you have your money, my money. Right. And when my money is also your money and your money yeah. is also your money, well, then I don't have much left. So it is going to be less yeah. expensive. Yeah. Well, there, there's that. And and both of you see where every dime goes because, exactly. you know what I mean? So so it's very hard to go out and, and do that 
lovely surprise gift when your wife is looking at the bank account and knows you spent the money. You know, and the thing is, if you can't, if you have that, okay, if yeah. you all of a sudden say, well, honey, I've been putting it away. I've been squirreling it away for the mm-hmm. last year. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. So you have been hiding money. <laughs> you opened up a separate account. I need right. that account. Yeah. I need the bank. I need who set it up. The name of the individual. We're doing some interviews and call the lawyer. Uh-huh. I mentioned that to, I asked Jane the other day, or the other night I asked her, so what do you want for Christmas? Cause we'd already settled what I wanted. And I said, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, I'll have to get back with you on that. I said, well, <laughs> keep, keep in mind that, that we're very close to Christmas one right. and two. Uh, I don't, you know, you know how much money I have. I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. I, you, you know, my situation and, uh, I, I'm not using, we just, we just cut this credit card up. So I'm not going to use yeah. that. And she said, not like that's the only credit card you got. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, well, there you go. So <laughs> I used that credit wow. card and wrapped up my Christmas shopping yesterday. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Mark, good yeah. for you. Yeah, I hope she likes the vacuum cleaner hose. <laughs> Just the hose. I'll get you the rest next year. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know what? Every year around Halloween and Christmas, we have stories about um, things that kids, uh, candy and food that kids choke on. Yeah. And it, it's probably not a bad idea to look at this if you have right. uh, young children or grandchildren or what have you yeah. that are going to be in your house, you know, mm-hmm. during the holidays. Because yeah, well, you're going to have family get togethers and you're going to, yeah. co- you're, if you're not one that has little kids around the house, you're going to accommodate. You know, mm-hmm. so you're going to have stuff like grapes and hot dogs right. and, you know, things well, like that. I was going to say hot dogs is interesting yeah. because, you know, that's a go-to hot dogs and pizza, yeah. kind of a go-to with kids. Yeah. You know, you know that, you know, so if you know, you got them coming. You'll put that. I do anyway, yeah. put it in the fridge just to make sure. And well, of course I eat like a child. So I have all this stuff in my <laughs> Well, and there are some foods that are choking hazards and parents of young yeah. kids, you're familiar with that. But if you've got the family coming over and you're not thinking about that, it's probably a good idea to be thinking about that. Right. right. Uh, according to a study, the 10 foods that pose the highest choking hazards for young children are hot dogs. That's one thing. Peanuts, mm-hmm. carrots, boned chicken, candy, meat, popcorn, fish with bones, sunflower mm-hmm. seeds, and apples. So wow. basically you should just feed the kids the couch cushions because <laughs> pretty much, you know, <laughs> now, well, if, it did actually, I, in following up with this, there was actually a, a description of how you should, if you're going to cut up a hot dog, how you should actually do it. And yeah. it's different than what you would think. Yeah, you you would think you cut it up in little chunks, and that's going to be mm-hmm. better. Well, no, you should cut it down the length, lengthwise, first, and then mm-hmm. slice it into little little pieces after that. Because simply slicing it into nickel-sized chunks makes it even more dangerous than not slicing it at all. Because otherwise, to me. yeah, otherwise they would chew it up and swallow it. But if it's a nickel sized chunk, they might just gloop, just swallow it yep. and, and it goes down the wrong way. You got there trouble. You go. Grapes, cut them into quarters, into four pieces. Never thought about that. Did you? And fl- no, neither. Me neither. Yeah. Flat lollipops are safer than the ball shaped suckers. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. But I'd yeah. never thought of it. Yeah, me either. So, I've got those little ball shaped ones, you know, the ones that have like ice cream flavors. Yes. And I love those things, yeah. but, uh, as soon as I saw this this morning, I'm like, okay, those are going up because me and Braylon will eat those things. And yeah. it's like, it didn't, you know, when he's eating, he's playing, you know? Right. It's yeah. Just, yeah. So anyway, uh, just, you know what? Just something to think of. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're going to have kids over, you might want to go ahead and, and give it some extra thought. Yep. 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. You know, Mark, do you consider yourself a gamer? Mm, not Video anymore. Gamer. Not anymore. Yeah. I used to be you know, a long time ago, but I don't anymore. And the reason is that, the reason is that if I were, that's all I'd do. I mean, right. You'd, okay. Where's Mark? And I'd be I'd be sitting <laughs> in front of the game console playing because yeah. Hi, my name is Mark. <laughs> Right. I can't, I can't play games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a movie that came out a couple of years ago, well, a couple, probably seven or eight now, but it was called pixels mm-hmm. with Adam Sandler right, yeah. and, uh, and his normal crew of people. Yeah. Um, and it was fascinating because they were dealing with, it was a movie that was, um, actually based on a short story, a short film done in France. But the bottom line is it actually was talking about the difference between games, video arcade games mm. And today's video games, and they are totally different. You know, the games we played back then, like Pong, for example, that right. was like the first yeah. video game console, I think, that came out to the home market mm, uh, yeah. that was widespread. There probably were others before them, but that's the one many people remember. And I remember it because that was like the, you know, if you had Pong mm-hmm. at your house, yep. you could play a video game yep. without putting quarters in it. Yeah. Come on. You know? Pong, Pong and Duck Hunt. I, those two together. I remember people having those because you'd had the, the two, you were playing ping pong with the white ball on the screen. And the other one was the ducks would fly across the screen and you had the gun. And you would try to shoot the ducks. See, now I remember that, the, yeah. I remember the duck hunt along with the Mario, okay. um, you know, it, well, it was I'm in, sure it got Nintendo. re envisioned at some point. Yeah. Along the, How funny. Yeah. See that when you bought that Nintendo kit, you know, the yeah. first one it had, it had Duck Hunt and it right. had uh, the Mario thing. And I remember buying that one. And that was in, I bought that for my kids, for yeah. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, but Pong, I remember Pong when in the mid-70s. Yeah. And so I, when you yeah. see a headline that says, Pong turns 50, ah! holy, that means we're all dead. <laughs> the multi-billion dollar video games industry actually began 50 years ago this week with table tennis in black and white the classic video game pong one of the first to reach mainstream popularity was released on november 29th of 1972 it was not the first commercial coin operated video game that accolade belongs to computer space i wow never heard of that before Wow. Uh, but it was the first to really take off with the playing public or the paying public spawning a host of imitators. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, I remember Pong. I, I, I remember having, we got it. Um, I'm trying to remember what year, but I know it was several years after <laughs> 72. Yeah. When we got it, it probably was like nine ninety nine kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Because when it first came out, it's like the DVD player. When it first came out, man, they were $1,000 now, you know. Yes. You'd swat a fly with it kind of thing. But wow. anyway, Pong is 50. That is just, you think about, think about the number of people um, that grew up playing video games. And you realize now what they have now versus yeah. what we started with. Oh, yeah. They're different things. They're yeah. not the same thing. You know, it's funny that. Uh, nowadays, it just just something as simple as Mario Kart. Okay, yeah, it's amazing. The technology is amazing. The graphics, the the uh, the physics involved, everything. It's just absolutely amazing. And if you're used to playing that or watching your kids pull out the game unit and play that, and then you see like some TV show looking back at video games and see something like I don't know. M- pac-man from back in the early days or the star Wars. i think it was a star wars game where you had to fly the down through the trench and blow up the death star and it's all these you know it's all just lines and and it's all very basic stuff 
it's amazing how far it's come. Just amazing. Well, it is. And that's the thing. You know what? This holiday season, if you're looking at different video game systems for a child or a grandchild, yeah. look at the options. There are Do a little research because yeah. you don't want to hand your child or grandchild something that is beyond their what their scope. But right. be careful of the games, man. The games are, some yeah. games are like Mortal Kombat, you know, times yeah. a billion. Yeah, they and, are. You know, you yeah. just garbage in, garbage out, be wise. That's true. Now that I think about it, I think I changed my mind about what I want for Christmas. I need to tell Jane I want that Nintendo Switch. <laughs> hey, borrow Braylon's first and see what you think. <laughs> oh, can I? I'll be over in a few minutes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.